You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Soccer Time Podcast. I think we should put less emphasis on soccer and more on, like, time or full 90. Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Welcome to Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Yeah! That's, that's when we have the Wizard Bird as a, as a special guest. Oh, man. We do talk a lot about it, a lot about time bending. Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, time bending, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts from Mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field, but that doesn't matter because it's called something else now, and he lives in Spokane. It's Brandon from the snowy part of the state. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I was just thinking about uh, as you were talking about this? Last week we replaced... Donuts? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm always thinking about donuts. But last week we replaced uh, soccer everywhere we said it with wiener, and uh, <laughs> my brother told me that that was the best part of any podcast we've ever done, so... Glad to know <laughs> that the bar is low. Um, but can now is. Can we rebrand for next year? <laughs> Again? Great. Let's do it. Major League <laughs> Wait, Full 90 Wiener Time. What have, I genuinely wonder how my work would feel about that. Okay, well, if it's Full 90 Wieners Time? <laughs> like every time we do it. It's 90 wieners. No, uh, the, the, I read a tweet today that was like ever the last 16 expansion teams or something like that, not counting the rebranding of, um, not not counting the rebranding of Columbus Crew, but are have all been uh, FC, so football club instead of you know SC. And so somebody was uh, thinking about when will Major League Soccer. Uh, become major league football or something else. <laughs> to, to, they should call themselves the National Football League. Solved it. Great. I love major league football. So you have the National Football League and Major League Football. Yeah. That would be the NFL and MFL. Or no, yeah. ma- Major Football League, Major League MLF. Oh, okay. okay, let's see if we can. Let's see the major MLF would be MILF. <laughs> That's what I was going for. The the major <laughs> international league of football. <laughs> Oh, f- your mom. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, we, well, Don Garber definitely couldn't be the commissioner. I'm sorry. Dong Garber. Dong, oh, wait. Dong Garber could definitely be the commissioner. Wait, did you just move the G? Does it become Dong Arbor? Like he's got a tree for a d- Hey, hey. Then the 90 wieners would make sense. <laughs> Just a forest of dicks. (laughs) 
You know, we went to name the last episode. That's so new. And I had something about dicks in there because it was the Wiener Time podcast. And I went back and scrolled through our titles for the season. There is a lot of Wiener talk. I mean, the rebrand only makes sense. I feel like we're finally making the evolution. We finally that we're finally making the evolution that this podcast has been striving so, for. So I feel like um, I'll mention every once in a while because uh, somebody I work with will see this microphone on Zoom and they'll be like, "Oh, fancy microphone!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I use it for my Boucher, podcast." Boo. <laughs> I work with a lot of uh, internationals, and <laughs> I they'll see this pod the, the the microphone and they'll be like, "Oh, what's that for?" And I'm like, "Oh, I do this podcast." And they're like, "What's your podcast?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm embarrassed by it, please. You don't need to hear me talking about wieners for like ninety percent of the of content. Friends. Yeah, it's either fat guys or dicks. That's what we talk about. It's sometimes both. I do wonder how long it's going to be before I see a, a sumo wiener that comes out of one of those mawashi. I'm telling you, this is a this is a children's program or a family program though. So we'll I just I just rewatched it up. Uh, I just rewatched Doctor or well I rewatched The Watchmen. And uh, there's a lot of wiener in that. Oh, a lot of hanging. Yeah, just it's, but it's a super powered blue wiener, so that's great. <laughs> oh, you mean the movie The Watchmen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the television show on HBO that was a big success, where they can say the n word, but they won't show wiener. Weird. Is that a real thing? <laughs> that's a real thing. I feel like in 2020, I'm a thousand percent more offended by somebody dropping the n bomb <laughs> than I am seeing a dong hanging. I think a I dong think arbor. The, I think the only reason was. Um, that that it was too expensive to CGI in a wiener. <laughs> they were like, listen, what do you think? We have Mandalorian budget? Also, this season of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Baby Yoda's wiener. <laughs> hey, hey, he's 50-something. He's 50. Okay? It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I like how both of us went to justify... <laughs> hey, I did not say that. You, I'm deleting that. That is not Okay. As the owner of a toddler, I refuse to be drawn down this path any further. Your path is the dark side. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, um, uh, looking at your face and seeing your mustache and your goatee thing, your facial hair is what we'll call that. Are you doing like, well, it's December, so it's not November. You're just doing a mustache. Just just doing it. That's the look. I figured out where it came from, though. I was watching the Arsenal match the other day, where they put the arse into Arsenal. hey And um, Hector Bellerine, he's the right winger <coughs> for the uh, for the Arsenal Football Club. And he's the he, Alex Roldan of Arsenal. Uh, only, I don't know what Alex Roldan's uh, fashion sense is like, because this guy is over-the-top fashionista, right? It's the but best. But there he, I say that now, but then he's running around on the field with your facial hair, and his shirt tucked in. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Is that where we've come? F- as f- and Brandon's shirt is tucked in. Hey, look at Trim, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, wait, are you Hector Bellerine? <laughs> if My- you start going, booja, booja, boo, I'm going to know. <laughs> you wouldn't know if I was speaking Spanish or not. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of booja, yeah. booja, boo. <laughs> All right, well, do us a quick song and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Donks. <laughs> Definitely five dongs. Yeah. <laughs> but primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player dong. <laughs> from yeah, no, no, I take that back. I don't. I take that back. We just want to know your favorite player. Yeah. From Shane O'Neill to Shane O'Mother Neal. 
I like the O is in there. It makes it sound, sound like a some sort of fancy uh, Irish jig. Huh, well, next week the it's you said broke center back mountain. I'm gonna say not broke center back mountain because right now that pair is got what it takes. It's great. The not broke center back mountain Sounders FC take on the winner of Sporking Kansas City versus Minnesota United in the Western Conference Finals. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. I've just thought about this. Minnesota yeah, United, uh, they uh-huh. call themselves the Loons, right? Sure. Um, Wait, are their fans the Lunatics? Then is that what they say? I, I I hope not. That would be that would be too much. They could call themselves the Freddie Loonbergs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, so saw, a lot, I saw a lot of talk about Freddie Loonberg today, and so uh, uh, it's just top of mind. Uh, what's he What's he doing? Uh, I I don't know. He's probably working for your arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, they should have just called themselves Minnesota Lunited and just gotten rid of it. <laughs> oh man! And then uh, they could play at the Lou. Oh, well, perfect. we just like uh, I, I'm only thinking about it because uh, we just talked about all of these new teams are football club, football club, FC, blah blah blah. Um, some of the most interesting teams and more interesting names, and I don't mean interesting good, I just mean interesting different, is sure. like Impact Montreal, right? Football club. Montreal Impact are getting rid of the Impact, so they're just going to be Montreal Football Club, apparently. It's being reported that they're rebranding to just Montreal Football Club. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota United Football Club, they always go by MNUFC, uh, which is annoying. I think they're trying to separate themselves from Manchester United as the MUFC, but they should have just gone with Minnesota Lunited and dropped everything else, and that should have been it. <laughs> In this age of tweets and word economy, Minnesota <laughs> Lunited is perfect. Hey, when you said that the rebrands have gone FC, that's just rebrands, right? Because like Orlando City soccer club right it's ocsc right yeah that doesn't count because it's not a rebrand it's a new team i think maybe somebody was saying that there's um in a league of what 24 teams or whatever we're at at this point 16 of them so two-thirds of it is is football club uh so interesting i don't i don't know if like a team like new england revolution counts toward anything because i don't know if they have an fc or an sc at the end of it um but i think somebody was just saying that like the football clubs outweigh the soccer clubs at this point okay Interesting. I'm looking through the um, I'm looking through the the MLS teams just arbitrarily here as Google lists them for me. Sounders FC, New England Revolution, FC Dallas, Galaxy, Toronto FC, Columbus Crew SC, Orlando SC, LAFC, Sporting, Atlanta United FC, New York City FC, Minnesota, excuse me, Minnesota United. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, there's Nashville with an SC, Inner Miami CF. Get out of here! I know. Come on, is, they should have just Nerds. gone with uh, Sporting Casey, as in Sporting Kansas Club. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, good times. Okay, cool. Where are we at? Uh, I got distracted by looking at soccer teams in this league. Yeah, oh, there yeah. was a uh, really good game yesterday. A oh, really, well, a really good one. Hold on. I don't want to talk about <laughs> yeah, our okay, team no, you're and the right, soccer. You're right. Okay, more wieners. Let's go. More wieners. <laughs> the full 90 wiener time podcast. Uh, we're kicking around the idea of doing a postseason Zoom party because looking at the schedule here, something that we'll complain about at length, there's only two guaranteed matches left in the season, and it'll be over a week from Saturday. And so suddenly our podcasting season will kind of wrap up here and we'll probably try to do some other stunt half-assed until we give up and come back in March for the 
proper season again. But um, last year we did an awesome party. Uh, we had an awesome time at the Golf Place Underground. Flat Stick Pub. Thank you. Yeah, you're Flat Stick Pub. Shout-outs for the free table. Appreciate you. Um, but we had a great time there just goofing off, talking soccer, getting T-shirts that we immediately rebranded and made useless. <laughs> but- <laughs> no, vintage. They are vintage. vintage. You're going to see those popping up at Ebbets Field flannels anytime. <laughs> anytime. Those Gildan shirts right there. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to Kuki. Yeah. Inker Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, get your, get your turtleneck guy. But we can't do that. Oh, my God. Please, Cool Keith, if you're listening to this, please make us uh, podcast turtlenecks like we talked Full about Full 90 wiener time turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, please Photoshop that when you're done here. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Can you just do like a pixelated blur over a wiener <laughs> <laughs> on Taylor Twelman? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, oh boy. Okay. Anyway, we're kicking around the idea of doing a Zoom party and. I know that we're inundated with Zoom meetings, and that's how we communicate now, but over Thanksgiving, I'm guessing this is kind of maybe what uh, spurned this idea for you here, Brandon, but over Thanksgiving, I talked to, I'm married, so I talked to my family and my wife's family over Zoom, and we all got together and bored each other. It was awesome. So I was thinking, um, you, uh, you floated this idea to me via text the other day that I guess we could do something like that, right? We could, we could get everyone together and just goof off since we can't get together for a party. Yeah, it'd be fun. Unless, It'd be, like, unless we, we all move in together. And if we all, all of us move into one house, we also put in CCTV so we can make a TV show out of it. We all move into one house for two weeks to get our immunity up, and then we have our podcast party at the end of it. Perfect. We'll love each other by then. I think everybody yeah. would love to get their uh, their the whatever remaining sick time they have left at work this year <laughs> and use it to quarantine so they can go hang out with us. We've kicked around the idea of like doing a live podcast in the past, and then we realized, A, we don't have like a, uh, a bleep button with us so that we can kind of like all of the obscene stuff that we say can't get edited out uh live and and second uh nobody wants to listen to that (laughs) so so let's just hang out and and chat so we're we're gonna kick around that idea let us know if you're interested in that we'll we'll record a podcast out of it and uh you can tell us how bad we uh how bad we are on zoom and then we can boot you because we don't like you (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you get muted? Oh, oops. Whoops. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. Uh, and if you change your background to all dongs, uh, you're the best. So <laughs> then funny. you get pinned. Off the head of an Irish angel. That's not some obscure cocktail. Seattle Sounders FC advance to the Western Conference Final yet again. This time from a goal by defender Shane O'Neill, or as Brandon now calls him, Shane O mother. <laughs> I feel oh like boy. <laughs> I feel like we could have um, uh, looked so longingly and deep into the effervescent uh, yeah. holiness that is the Crystal Pepsi Ball, and we would have never, ever, ever been able to predict a Shane O'Neill headed goal uh, being the difference in a game against the sound uh, against FC Dallas. As you pointed out on the Full 90 Podcast Twitter handle, I can't even believe that the Sounders had a animated GIF ready to go of Shane O'Neill, just in case he were to score. They're like, boom, done. I was so shocked. shout out to Mr. Siasio and gang there that uh, that were ready for anything. I yeah. don't think anybody's ready for a new who 
Google. <laughs> they, I told uh, somebody. Somebody mentioned because I, I said I couldn't believe that they had a goal gif, jif, uh, gift, whatever you want to call it, uh, teed yeah. up for Shane O'Neill. And um, somebody mentioned just imagine what they're going to do with new who scores. And all I think, and this is what I said to this person, is that it won't matter because all of us will have, including Danny, uh, will have uh, spontaneously combusted, and there will be no tweets for the for the rest of history. Disagree, because new who has the boots of Thanos, and that goal. Only half of us will have combusted. So okay. at least maybe so one person we'll from see. the Sounders. We'll see. Just put it in the draft, Siasio. Put it in the draft bucket. And then if you're one of the ones that disintegrates or combusts, I imagine someone else can come like over a, and hit send. There's like a red button down at the end of the press box that as soon as the ball goes in. Um, and, like a and, big and, one. And half, like a, yeah, clunk. Half, of the people, uh, half of the people disappear. You, you, there's two keys spontane- like hidden around the press box under your seat. You have to check under your seat. Two people have to find the key, make it down to the end, simultaneously turn the key, hmm. the, the, the cover lifts open, and then you have to slam that button, and uh, Twitter uh, closes forever, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. Yeah, I just thought of something. You know the big click buttons, the easy buttons that oh, you're yeah. kind of referring to. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of TikToks with people training dogs to step on those buttons to get what they want, and oh, it's yeah. like, you know, the dog's name is like, what's a dog name like? Ralph. I almost said, I almost said your brother's name, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, great. Didn't you want to like, name your dog after my dad? <laughs> what's your dad's name again? Bob. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So it's like uh, the dog goes over and click clack. Bob, click, clack, wants, click, clack, water. Um, what if they had made Nuhu communicate that way? Like, Nuhu, no, no, no. You have to push the buttons if you want something. And then one of the buttons is the goal button. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just That's what we've thing. been missing. Yeah. Okay. I think I used the wrong form of affected. Is something um, speedy recovery to any humans affected? Is that with an A or an E? Uh, affected. A, A. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm awesome. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, what a game. What a match. What a stressful, stressful event that was. And some not great soccering to the point where my buddy Cool Keith, our screen printer and guy who's making us our awesome turtlenecks, he's also Seattle Sounders FC worst fan of the year. Hashtag full 82 says, hot take for the pod tomorrow. Even the worst fan of the year was glued to the screen for a full 90 plus extra time. I'm so proud. But of were him. you were you there for soccer time though, Keith? Was that a <laughs> he, was he probably def- doesn't even know he that was we definitely changed the there name. for wiener time. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that game was so stressful. I, here's the thing: at no point during that match did I feel like the Sounders were really at threat of uh, of losing. I mean, I feel like they they played super well. Uh, Yamar. Uh, knew who Shane O'Neill, Jao uh, Paulo, like all of these guys, especially in the midfield and defense, looked great. I did not mention Jordan Morris, Raul Ruiz Diaz, uh, Nico Ladero, because there were some questionable, questionable uh, decision making down in the final third um, by people not named Shane O'Neill. So I feel <laughs> like, um, I mean, and, and that's not super fair to Nico Ladero because he did get an assist on that goal. His first assist from a corner kick. Uh, corner kick. <laughs> No, uh, no. Give me some no. of that. Cor- okay. <laughs> he uh, he did get the assist from that. His his first assist from a corner kick. Uh, yes. 
this year, I'm pretty sure. And the last one was in the playoffs last year. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, he does get some credit for that. However, the rest of the decision-making in the final third was terrible. But the way that Dallas set up, it kind of didn't lend itself to allow the Sounders to do that. I mean, Dallas basically played 11 men behind the ball. Uh, and none of those people were choking out Nuhu, fortunately, this year. <laughs> <laughs> they still managed to choke. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I, So they, they made it really frustrating and difficult, uh, but what they weren't able to do is score some goals, and that's because you have this, like, staunch Sounders defense uh, not necessarily having to sit back the entire game uh, because they were attacking they were they were doing what they could to to, to keep the ball um, but when it came to it they stood up and they did a great job it's really interesting Yamar is so clutch he's so clutch and O'Neal obviously with the goal is the most clutch but like generally speaking Yamar is tracking back he's recovering from bad decisions he's got that Roman Torres attacking center back quality but also he gets back and is fast and fit and um, and was able to track he's just missing the chaos factor like he is cool calm and collected and like he needs pineapple hair (laughs) yeah that's what it is that's what it is (laughs) but it's it's his favorite move so a couple things I noticed about this match Um, one is that Nuhu loves a chest pass like if it if if he's taking a ball out of the air he loves to like chest hump it to uh, yeah, yeah. to the the closest player the 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 second thing i noticed was that yamar loves a like thigh trap and then kick so as the ball comes down or as he's trying to clear the ball even if he's you know two yards from his own goal uh he brings the ball down bounces it off of his thigh turns around and clears it and he did that like three times during the match mm. and like i just at no point was I worried because he's just very coolly brought the ball down. He knew exactly what he was doing and he cleared it. I think uh, somebody mentioned that between Yamar and Alex Roldan, there needs to be some sort of team award this season that is awarded to either the most improved or uh, the most, I don't know, it's like the most valuable when we needed it the most. Uh, and, and, and it's got to go to either Yamar or Alex Roldan. One of those guys needs to win something because they've stepped up when we needed it most. I mean, imagine being Alex Roldan and you come on in the first playoff game of the season is your first start and then the coach is so impressed that the guy who normally plays that position rides the bench to get another you know to not have to come in and be fully put under pressure while he's still still recovering that's got like what a confidence boost it is for that kid and then to have your brother with the one twos back and forth the whole time a guy who's proven himself and is out there and like I know that it's they're professional athletes and that um, that they have a job to do, but when the two of them are working with one another and the guy who's already got the respect is dishing to you, brother or not, that's got to feel like you're being trusted to be competent. And when you deliver, it's uh, it's got to help only increase the chances of further success. Christian Roldan isn't, uh, Roldan isn't going to pass the ball to Alex Roldan. <laughs> isn't going to pass it to Alex Roldan just because he like wants to do him a solid. Like they they play in the game because they want to win, right? Uh, yeah. I think what you brought up is really interesting about Alex Roldan uh, starting over Kelvin Leardam is that Leardam Leardam uh, is that uh, Steve Zakwani brought this up is like uh, you had two options this game that uh, as a as a supporter of the team you didn't know where Brian Schmetzer was going to go was it going to be Shane O'Neill starting or is it going to be Ariaga who uh, cleared his medical or is it going to be Alex Roldan starting or is it going to be Kelvin Leardam starting? Um, because Kelvin Leardham's finally fit, or at least back in training, right? Um, 
But Steve Zakwani put it this way on Twitter. And it, he said, the Sounders' biggest strength isn't the trident of Ladero, Morris, and Rui Diaz. They are special, of course, but that's not their biggest strength. It's the ability to replace starters with subs and maintain the same level. Very few clubs in the league can do that. Shane O'Neill steps in for Ariaga. The level's the same. Alex Roldan stops, uh, steps in for Leardham and nothing changes. Svensson misses games, no problem. The strength and depth should not be taken for granted. Of course, and then he gets into uh, how you can't replace basically Nico Ladero or Stefan Fry, which that's obvious. Um, even Rui Diaz can't really be replaced by Ibarra or um, or Will Bruin. Uh, but both of those guys, if given time in the league, are going to score a bunch of goals for you regardless, especially with Nico Ladero behind you. Those flea feet. On Rui Diaz, he came out wide to the corner a couple times, and then like did some like little dance moves that like the guy like it, you could watch the split second on the defender's face where he couldn't track what was about to happen. Um, unfortunately, Rui Diaz just isn't fast enough to burn by people the same way that like Jordan Morris is or whatever. But the the skill is there. Uh, it is also frustrating watching New Who make a seventy yard run and fall down, and then do it again. And just kind of everyone falling down. Uh, our friend John Manley texted me to be like, these games are like playing an old version of FIFA where the body mechanics don't quite work properly, so everyone is always running into each other. <laughs> and it felt like that. Everybody trying to get up but continuing to like knock each other down and in the process falling down. <laughs> it's uh, it's a... Uh, it's very interesting to see how challenging it is for everybody to play the game of soccer or the match of football or whatever. They're at the end of potentially the weirdest season in history. Right. And I don't know if at any point anybody's been up to full fitness. If, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Morris has looked super tired since three weeks ago, since a month ago, every time he plays, walking off of the field, Stu Holden thought something might be wrong with him, and somebody else was like, no, that's just how Jordan Morris walks. He walks like he's always tired because he has to, I think he's already preserving energy for the next (laughs) match. Like, he's like, I can't, I can't, I have a limited amount of steps that I am able to take, a limited amount of distance that I am able to cover. Dad, please carry, his dad is the team doctor. Dad, please carry me home so I can play with my dog. I think that Jordan, well, did you say... (laughs) <laughs> well it would make sense with the rebrand <laughs> wiener tab um i think that jordan morris might actually be the dad and that dr morris is actually the son and he's come up with a serum for his father to keep him going and as jordan morris completes that 90 minute mark he starts to shrivel back down into the form that he was <laughs> I like that theory. I like that. Theory. I think that's actually what's happening. And then he gets his next, you know, treatment there at the end of uh, the second half and is restored for yet another match. Yeah. But the treatments take their toll. So all these games back to back to back to back, it's problematic. You're seeing the, the signs of that. Yeah. It's, uh, that was, I, I mean. <laughs> you just he, agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't, I can't really build that's on definitely that. definitely it. Because <laughs> now I'm just stuck because I, I've just finished uh, the two seasons of Umbrella Academy are, that are out and there is a uh, a lot of serum to preserve life thing going on. And, and now yeah. I just got very distracted by. You should go to the station's that. Facebook page and pop off about that. That'd be really helpful for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I love uh, another one more comment from our pal John Manley, um, who is a Chicago guy, but still tuning in. Yeah, (laughs) in peace. Uh, He still tunes in for Seattle Sounders FC matches because he's Sounders till I get to watch Liverpool. Um, (laughs) Says I can't, I can't wait for them to keep the digital ads over the stands, even when the fans come back. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, he's so right. And I'm like. 
the, the, the field is its own giant green screen. Why don't we just put the ads right onto the field? They the players did can just... that. They did that in the MLS's <laughs> back tournament. Adidas was on the middle of the pitch for the entire saying, match. I'm saying the full thing, and his point is that you, the ball could just be the Volkswagen logo. <laughs> Yeah, they were able to do that technology like 10 years, 20 years ago with the glow puck in, in hockey, so they might as well just try to do it. Uh, hey, glow puck yourself, okay? <laughs> I think that, you know, they'll be able to afford putting all of those advertisements on there. One, because of all the ad money, but also they charge $15 for the beer and they don't pay the workers. So, uh, <laughs> Have you seen the Sounders jerseys also? The answer is yes, obviously. But those green jerseys, it's like a built-in green screen. Perfect. Just put ads all over it. Change them every five or six seconds so people's attention is drawn in. The players won't know any different. They just need to take it from us. We have a new sponsor for Man of the Match every single week. So yeah. I feel like I feel like they just need to maybe hire us. Yeah, it's sad that uh, Handwalabuana's Hot Tubs and Saunas is now in Nashville. I um I guess it's probably a little bit more appropriate. It gets a little warmer there, I guess, but it'd you, be nice to have. Him. Actually, you know what? Uh, yeah. You brought him up. So yesterday during the match, when it was nil nil going into half. Um, yeah. And it, and I think I don't remember what minute uh, Shane O'Neill scored in, but until he did, I was thinking, man, the way this game is going with one team playing super defensively, only hitting back on the counter, which the Sounders are defending well, this could easily go to extra time and then penalties. And if that happens, I ha- I saw people debating what's your penalty t- uh, order for the Sounders. What does Schmetzer go with uh, to do penalty kicks? And all I was thinking is like, well, Han Wallabuan has got to go third. And then I realized I got really sad because he wasn't there. And then, mm. but I couldn't stop thinking about the penalty that he took in uh, the playoffs last season, where it was just a scorcher. And no, I was not expecting it from from him of all people. Nashville, unfortunately, uh, out of the playoffs, so we won't be able to see uh, Handwalla play the rest of this season or any more. He should have uh, just rocket assed it over here. Like he's got that <laughs> afterburner in his butt. Like just- hit the booster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's his booster seat. There we go. Oh, hey now. So how about that? Fourth Western Conference Final in five years. I can't remember hardly any of them, specifically the one where they didn't make it. Yeah, I, I barely remember that. I think it was Dallas maybe that even uh, that knocked the Sounders out before the Western Conference Final of the season that they didn't make it in the last five years. Mm. Um it's 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 a well, wait, hold on 16 they won yeah 17 they lost 18 must we, be the no yeah, wait that must have been the year so 15 they must have gone yeah 15, 15 they went 16, to the finals 17. and lost 16 uh they won, won. 17 they won it uh 18 no wait wait yeah, wait 17 17 we oh, you're lost about the Western conference that, final. Yeah, yeah 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 we lost the the cup but we we won the finals yeah uh 18 they must have uh been the year that they lost 19 obviously they won and then won the cup uh so this year on to the finals again uh it's wow. it's 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 crazy that right now we're in the middle of and they talked about this like a lot on the broadcast uh on fox they said a lot they just talked about brian spencer's contract about how it's still not signed um which you know regardless of whether or not the sounders beat dallas last night uh I would say that the Sounders are going to re-sign Brian Schmetzer. We've talked about this, you know, at length over the last few pods. Seems like the sticking point still seems to be, and they didn't really talk about this, is that uh, the assistant pay. So Brian Schmetzer, in the most Brian Schmetzer move of all time, is uh, trying to make sure that his assistants uh, are compensated well. You've got Precky, uh, Pineda, uh, Tommy Dutra, and then all of the other, you know, people that I don't know. Oh, Jimmy Traore, to think about. Sure. Like, all of these other guys. And... Um, 
And I think the reason is, is because now there are three or four different coaching vacancies across uh, the league, potentially with more to come. Uh, LA Galaxy, likely to pick up Toronto's uh, Greg Vanny, who just stepped down. But still, LA Galaxy, Toronto, DC United, uh, all of these teams are going to be looking for uh, new coaches. And the Sounders, with their winning record and, and the way that they've been playing the last few years, they're going to come looking for Gonzalo Pineda. They're going to come looking for uh, Preki, who has some head coaching experience down in Sacramento. So I think what Schmetzer's trying to do is say, hey, the reason that we are winning is, and he always says this during his press conferences, is the work of the assistants. It's the work that, that Jimmy Traore is putting into the defenders and Tommy Dutra and Stefan Fry and the, and the goalkeepers. All these different guys are are the, the the grease that keeps the wheels turning on the Sounders. And so he's trying to get these guys paid so we don't lose them to head coaching gigs or even better paying assistant coaching gigs across the league. Yeah, and it's uh, hopefully something that he'll be able to get done because, I mean, look at this, the stat from uh, Jeremiah Oshan. Uh, Brian Schmetzer now 14-3-2 in the playoffs, one win away from catching better than Bob Bradley, who's coached 16 more playoff games. So, like, a win on Tuesday could spell, uh, you know, some pretty serious accolades for the guy. It's it's crazy. I don't feel like Brian Schmetzer maybe gets the, uh, the accolades that he deserves across the league, uh, even though he's one of the winningest coaches in his first four years as a head coach. Uh, it, like he's putting himself in MLS lore, two cups uh, on his way to a uh, been in three finals, won two of them on his way to a potential uh, fourth final. Um, he with the the winningest the the win, like that stat from Jeremiah Oshan. Uh, he's he's doing it. He's doing it well. He's doing it consistently. He's continued the success that Siggy set the the, the club up with. So um, obviously he's going to get re-signed. Uh, but I think that to your point, he's not getting the accolades and the and the um, awards possibly that he deserves at, for leading this team to continued greatness. Like they're about to go potentially into their fourth cup mm-hmm. uh, in in five years. Where they're knocking on the door of that, yeah. This is new. This is like a new dynasty in the league. Uh, Taylor Twelman Total, alluded to it last yeah, year. Yeah, Turtleneck Twelman. Yeah. <laughs> said that like greatest dynasty in mls because the height of the competition right now which is you can argue it or whatever but it's true uh garth lagerway uh henderson these are important names to to make this all work but ultimately it's up to schmetz to put the team on the field and make sure that they're competent enough and ready to go and uh, look at the performance he's getting out of people like new who and these young guys that are turning it on and being able to do it It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Irish Angel Man of the Match. Your Irish Angel Man of the Match has to be Shane O'Neill. Irish Angel. It's a root beer float, but with Guinness and potatoes. 
Can you imagine? Like, I after coming back from Thanksgiving, that sounds awesome. Taking a big scoop of mashed potatoes and dropping it into a Guinness. Yes, I, I'm. I'm. I am upset though because I did have written down here cottage cheese uh, and. Uh, you said potatoes instead. Both of those things sound like this is the thing. I, I originally was going to write uh, Guinness and ice cream, and I was like, "Wait, that sounds good." And then I put cottage cheese, and I'm like, "You know what? That could be good." <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing off of terrible stereotypes about Irish people sure, and potatoes sure. and the potato famine. You know, we're laughing at their terrible, terrible strife. <laughs> Losers. Now, um, <laughs> Uh, Uh, yeah anyway that's that's amazing i do want an irish angel now root your float with Geddes and something else savory you know what makes it what ruins it though is when you put the gravy in and then you have blobules of turkey fat floating in it that's it's got to be a drop shot of potato in a guinness that you chug (laughs) (laughs) oh drop shot of gravy there you go a little bit of uh, rosemary salt on top. Yeah. If you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> and you um, chug and you chug the gravy uh, as a chaser. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Shane O'Neill because you pointed out earlier in the sheet that we didn't get to. Like, do you even need Stefan Fry at this point? Yes, is the answer. It's a joke. Do you need forwards? No, all you need is Shane O'Neill. Yeah. No, guy, no saves. No saves for Stefan Fry in the match. Uh, this is the reason I say that. Yamar yeah. comes up big with a big block to prevent Stefan Fry from needing to make <sighs> a spectacular save. Um, but really, the, at the end of that game, the names that kept coming up, Shane O'Neill, Nuhu, Yamar, Alex Roldan, those guys had that game locked down. But Shane O'Neill with the goal, easy, easy, easy uh, pick from end of the match. Okay, so looking ahead, this is crazy, and I didn't do enough research to understand why, so somebody smarter can tweet at us, or maybe you know by now. There's a match on Thursday night, recording this on Wednesday, so tomorrow night, the other match of the quarterfinals takes place between Minnesota United, excuse me, Minnesota Lunited and Sporking Kansas City, playing in Sporking, who were the number one seed in the West. Thursday night to get to the Western Conference Finals, then again on Monday in the Western Conference Finals, the winner of that will play uh, Saturday for MLS Cup. So it's a quick turnaround, specifically... Sporting Kansas City is getting kind of burned here by having two fewer days, or whoever wins that match. I assume that the number one seed wins, but that's not fair. We've seen a lot of upsets. But whoever wins Thursday night's match has two fewer days to recover and to put a, to get their team back in fighting shape for, you know, a match that you hope that everyone gets up for because of the adrenaline of being that close to the MLS Cup. But also, it's by no means guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's. There's been so many upsets. I, I'd say the only team that is consistently showing that they are the favorites are the Sounders. They've got they've gone oh, into every king game. King of the castle, <laughs> king of the castle, king of the, king of the mountain, king king of the Brooks Underback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they've consistently shown that they are that they are the favorites in every match that they go into, and they play like it, right? Even Dallas, who you know bunkered down against them, the Sounders went in, ground out a way to win, and I think that that's that's what makes the Sounders. For me, I used to think that going into the playoffs, the Sounders were not have not been consistent enough. Even the years that they've been dominant, um, they've not been consistent enough. We've always talked about them needing to be the team that is competing for the supporter shield, not like just second place in the Western Conference, which they've done the last two years. Um, so to to see them uh, to to see them dominating and, and even finding ways to win matches, this is the first time I've realized it's not really paper over the cracks for this team. This team is just good at finding ways to win when mm. they need to. They are a good team 
despite, you know, sometimes having to win ugly, which is how you win playoffs. So when you go into this Minnesota United versus uh, Sporting Kansas Club uh, match, (laughs) (laughs) you... it's it's hard to say who's going to come out of it because neither of these teams are teams that the Sounders have have seen very much this year, it, like Dallas. Um, so I don't really know. When I watch uh, this match tomorrow uh, on on what's today Wednesday, so on Thursday uh, when this match is played, I don't know who who is the favorite here. Minnesota United uh, playing really well this season. Sporting Kansas City won the West uh, by the end of the year, so they're top of top of the West. So top of the best of the rest. Uh, and and did you say they get to the World Cup the World Cup finals uh, in your Western oh, Conference, Western Western Conference, Conference finals, the water closet yeah. finals great uh, they uh, so I, it's it's hard to say you know Sporting Kansas City obviously goes in the top seed as the favorite you got to pull for Minnesota United because if they win the Sounders will get to host that final uh, as well as in the Eastern Conference you've got Columbus against New England Revolution as much as you don't want to see New England Revolution Ugh. with Bruce Arena and the way that they've been playing in the in the um, in the playoffs in the postseason, uh, you got you kind of got a pull for them so that the Sounders have another chance of hosting the MLS Cup final, uh, which obviously, as if you can get home field advantage all the way through the final, uh, uh, that's that's such a huge advantage for Schmetzer and the team. Um, that said, the Sounders need to make it through this con- this conference final, and um, you want to take the lower seed. You just want to you just want to go take uh, Minnesota United. Um, as you've seen the Sounders do well against those teams in the last uh, the last couple of weeks. You want to see Ozzy Alonso come back to Seattle, too, to have to... I mean, we've seen him come back in other occasions, but in the playoffs, you want to see him come and put it all on the line again, even though it's against us, which is a scary proposition. Still, it would be really cool to see Joao Paulo head-to-head v Ozzy Alonso. That's, That's exactly where my mind went. Was the it, it's it's crazy is that the Sounders have finally a new number six, right? A, a proper replacement for Ozzy Alonso. Yet how yeah. different of a player Jao Paulo is to Ozzy Alonso. Ozzy Alonso is like the you know backyard bully gonna get done uh, in order to to win the match for you. Jao Paulo is technical he the way he was playing i saw somebody say this on twitter the way he's playing makes everybody else look like they're 12 years old around him because he's just like yamar so cool and calm the way that he's dribbling the ball and using his body to faint and and send players the wrong way um like ozzy alonso is capable of that but when you get down and dirty he's the guy that you want joe paulo is a guy that uh next to and along with nico ladero can play the game beautifully um they both share a couple things too. The the heart. They both are out there playing. They're putting it all on the field. Yeah. Every time they get out there, I think they're also similar in that that's the guy you want on the ball when it comes down to it. when it's crunch time and you need somebody to be um, to be commanding the midfield. You want either of those guys, depending on what team you're looking at. And when it's time to make that tough challenge. They both are pretty clinical about it. You don't worry about the red cards with Ozzy or Joao Paulo the same way you do with a wild center back or anyone called New Who. That's so New Who. <laughs> but, but for real, like you don't with Joao Paulo. Like I'm like, ooh, that could be a card. But like he's so technical about it that it saves himself from really getting beat up in the refs book, which I think is so important. And that was the same thing with Ozzy. So there's a lot of similarities in terms of that commanding sort of defensive midfield position. I would almost argue that Joao Paulo has a 
small advantage over Alonso because of that technical passing and and that vision for the like attacking um, the attacking mindset as well. And he really commands from the center, center midfield there, despite being you know speaking Portuguese as his yeah. primary language. He still is pretty much in charge there. All that to say, hopefully it's Minnesota United. Otherwise, the rest of that analysis that we just did is worthless <laughs> but but it, 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 that's who that's who you want that's who i want to see advance is minnesota against uh kansas city that match also playing is, outside in kansas city in december great. sounds not great not great uh that's it's going to be an interesting matchup that game on um thursday i don't know what time it's at i could tell Doesn't, you yeah, whatever it's thursday at 5 30 uh pacific so if you want to see who the sounders are going to match up against um, on I don't know the seventh is that is that next week? Yeah, uh, Monday the seventh is the Western Conference Finals. Um, we're kind of leaving you here in a lurch because we have to pod today, but unfortunately, there's going to be a lot that develops sure. starting tomorrow. So uh, watch the match and form your so that way you get to familiar with or don't. I don't actually care, but if you watch a match, you'll get familiar with the two squads that we could be potentially facing off. You might see Tyler Miller in action and goal for the l- Lunatics and um, <laughs> Minnesota Lunited CF. <laughs> Hot rubbish.